0: Hello and welcome to the next edition of this Harrington Star podcast, whether it's Fintech Focus TV you're listening to, or our diversity and inclusion specials, we hope you're enjoying the shows and please do subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We're here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the walk for change across the entire industry. I'm really excited because today we have Sylvia Carrasco, co-founder and CEO of Goldex. They are the first gold marketplace powered by smart trading technology. Not only that, she is a multi-award winning person, having been named as one of the UK's most inspiring leaders by Business Insider, Business Cloud, put Goldex in their top 10 UK female-led fintech firms to watch, and many, many more, including our own Harrington Star Top 50, and there's loads more, I know that. Um, but you're here today to se- share your story. Sylvia, welcome.
0: Thank you very much, yeah. Nice to be so here. So
1: I would love you to tell us about Goldex. Do you describe it as fair, simple, convenient?
0: Yes, Goldex is basically the, the realisation of many years of working in uh, uh, the brokerage business in the industry. I come from um, investment banking where... Uh, I was very fortunate to be one of the people in the industry who uh, started electronic trading for equities Um, we basically uh, as an industry changed the entire way people were buying shares they were uh, at the time in back in 98 99 people were picking up the phone to buy shares um We decided as an industry to change that and and to uh, allow people to be able to trade uh, uh, electronically. I've been very fortunate to see the entire change of that uh, landscape, where algorithmic trading, smart trading, uh, smart other routers, multi-liquidity venues where people can buy shares uh, developed. And fast forward 20-something years, and as a user, Uh, of, uh, you know, trading platforms, I wanted to purchase some physical gold for my own uh, personal uh, portfolio, and I realized that it was a market uh, where uh, I could visualize myself 20 years uh, before buying shares the same way. Mm. Um, Of course, not wanting to be sitting around doing nothing in my life, Mm. I decided to have a look at how the gold market was operating. I called a few of my old colleagues who um, uh, had been doing the equities uh, changes with with me 20 years uh, uh, before and we all got very excited thinking wow you know we've done it once let's do it again. That's how Goldex started. Mm-hmm. So the aim is to, uh, to basically first of all offer uh, uh, an easy way for people rather uh, not only institutions but also retail customers to buy gold at the best possible prices, where um, also they don't have to put any minimum uh, amounts of investment. They can just buy 10 pounds if they want, where they basically get access to pretty much the same type of prices as institutions do. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, in my eyes, is to democratize gold in a way that makes it affordable to everybody. You don't have to Mm -hmm. be a millionaire uh, Mm -hmm. to protect your wealth. And that's the the route that we we have taken at Codex.
1: And I think that's quite a unique route, democratizing something that that wasn't wasn't traditionally done using these smart technologies, uh, this new way of trading. Mm. Um, so it's lovely to see that how you've used all all your background, your passion, an untapped piece in the market, you pulled that all together to make a, a whole new whole new company and venture.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, do you... Still, I mean, I think gold was probably or oh, it is. I think one of the last bastions um, in the city that hadn't been touched. Mm. Um, it has uh, is a slightly of a different investment asset class because it's not regulated. Um, yeah. There is uh, physical gold; it's not regulated, uh, uh, and and even though it operates in a in a reasonably you know good manner because it's been going on for the last six thousand years. Um, at the end of the day, uh, for whatever reason, there was nobody that was tackling uh, the disruption. The, uh, the The bottom line is that you know we are trying to make, as I said, ac- you know, make the, the gold investment accessible to everybody, mm-hmm. uh, make it fair, make it competitive, make it transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, all these uh, uh, characteristics that you see when you know when people buy. Uh, uh, Share, so when people buy bonds, uh, we wanted to bring it to this to this market, mm-hmm. and and that is what make it makes it exciting because we are not only just working on, you know, to make the lives of of the institutions better. We are making it not only for the institutions but also for the retail mm-hmm. customer, for a plumber who you know wants to protect his wealth, for somebody who has you know some savings who also wants to uh to protect uh capital uh depreciation and, and that's also you know as i said something that makes it really attractive for us because mm. uh we are not just concentrated on uh on on the multi-billion companies to become mm. even more of a multi-billion but also for the people on the street
1: and that's such a, a lovely mission and purpose and i think in today's uh, in in our industry today people are so passionate about joining companies where there's a purpose they can relate to and there's a mission that they want to be part of. And just hearing that, the plumber that wants to protect their wealth, I love it. And mm. that's the, the quote that I'll put at the top of this when we post it out. Yes. So you must face uh, a, a lot of challenges um, at the moment. What what sort of challenges can you share with us and how do you overcome them?
0: Where do I start? <laughs> Which um, one? <laughs> uh, you have challenges every day, every single day. I. I. I I always say that I've been climbing Everest every day since I set up this company. And, and furthermore, we climb Everest on flip flops, <laughs> uh, which makes it even more uh, 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 of a challenge. Um, every day we, we, we have something. The, the life of an entrepreneur, of a startup entrepreneur, uh, as you know, uh, is a roller coaster of emotions. Um, you wake up in the morning, you're full of bins. You arrive in the office, within half an hour, somebody tells you no, uh, either because you can't do this or because, for whatever reason, the answer is no. So you go down within within a second, you decide to fight again, then you're up again, uh, then you know two hours later, you are down again. So on, on the same day, we can be up and down 25 times. So the first challenge I will say, and I think it's very important, is the mental challenge, not just specific challenges that I can obviously bore you with. Uh, but the mental challenge of entrepreneurs. Um, I, I've been reading a little bit about, you know, the mental health of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. how um, especially men, well being in an industry where most founders uh, on the FinTech space uh, startups are uh, men, they they there are there are already sadly a few cases of, of, of men who cannot cope with the uh, situations and they are committing suicide. Of course, men are, mm. are well known for not sharing uh, emotions or not opening opening up. So, so I would say that the first challenge is to mentally uh, be strong, to uh, to appreciate that you are not alone, uh, to appreciate that there are other people that go you know through the same uh, uh, way that you go. That you know you you have to support. Uh, uh, you know, people working with you mm-hmm. when you when you're in a management position, that uh, uh, you must get support from uh, family, from friends, from other entrepreneur networks uh, that are out there, and that not only are there to support the uh, the business part of of the uh, of the uh, situation, but also the uh, the well-being of people. So the first challenge, definitely, I would say, you know. Um, to mentally be strong mm-hmm. and to to appreciate that this is not easy, and if you need help, you need to uh, to reach out. Um, of course, then you know you have the challenges as in every other company, uh, such as managing the staff, such as raising money, such as uh, you know um, finding a way to to get to uh, to a solution. Uh, I'll tell you a very short story. The other day, I was changing the tap in my utility room uh, on a Sunday. And um, uh, it is placed in a way that makes it quite difficult to access. Um, so I was doing this, and then my neighbor, who happens to also be an entrepreneur, was uh, I, I could hear him outside of his house. So I asked him, and I said, Sal, I'm doing this. Could you help me uh, with this tap or what do you think about this? And he said, oh, I tried to change it myself, and I couldn't. Uh, anyway, so he came home between the two of us. We did put the tap, yeah. but you cannot even imagine the number <laughs> of permutations and changes we did to that tap. Mm. And I said to him, "You know what? You can see we are both entrepreneurs because there was no way that tap was not going to be fitted, and there was. Uh, it was very clear that we could find the way, and 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 we just started being very very creative. So." Yeah. Um, so I think I, that's actually the part of the, uh, of the job that I love, which is the creativity. Yeah. Uh, we create entrepreneurs, create things. And I don't see that as a challenge. I see that as an exciting...
1: Yeah, uh, an opportunity. Uh, yes. It?
0: And of course, being a woman in fintech is, 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 I think, another challenge. I don't like playing the victim. I hate playing the victim. Uh, but I still appreciate that, um, you know, women have probably uh, a, a harder... Uh, mm-hmm. task than men or maybe we have to prove ourselves uh, a little bit more than uh, uh than men or maybe a lot more than men uh so that in itself is a challenge but you know i've never met a uh, uh, um uh, a woman in in the fintech space that is not very strong and very capable mm-hmm. so um so I always encourage other women to uh to you know just to get on with it and do it. Mm. It's fun, it's a lot of fun.
1: So you do quite a lot within the space to talk about equality within the FinTech world. Can you mm. share a bit of that with us?
0: Yeah, well, I wish I had more time to uh, to, to talk more about it. Unfortunately, you know, or fortunately, running the, the, the Goldex businesses uh, uh, takes, takes 99.9, or I could say 125% of my life, But uh, but whenever I can, I try to speak uh, or I try to uh, to help some people. Um, I think I am very fortunate. I'm obviously uh, not 25 anymore. Uh, also, uh, you can categorize me as this, you know different person. I'm not British. I was not born in the UK. I'm Spanish. I came to the UK 26 years ago. I didn't speak English, um, and and I didn't really know. Well, actually, I didn't know anybody. Um, so I had to to open. Uh, my way, and, and I've been very lucky. I've had, of course, the help of many people uh, to to help me be where I am. So I try to, to do the same as much as I can. Um, mm. I encourage women uh, to, uh, you know, to get on with it. Yeah. Uh, I encourage women as much as I can to believe in themselves. I think there is quite a lot of lack of belief in in uh, that women are still despite me uh, in 2019 that there is still in them even in schools um, I try to to be very vocal uh, if there are events where I can I can give my support I, I, I always try to make myself available mm-hmm. I think um, if women cannot help other women who is going to who is going to That's help great. them um, So yes I, I try to be as as helpful as, as I can.
1: And um, you're really passionate about real diversity, not just the talk about it, like action rather than yeah. the talking. And I think within the fintech community, there's a lot of talk at the moment, which is great. It's better than no talk. Yes. Like we've definitely moved forward over the last... I mean, I, I've worked in, in this space for 17 years now, and if I rewind back to 17 years ago, wow, um, what a difference it was. Um, so at least we're talking about it, but... Um, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the action side of it.
0: Yes, I, I, I'm I, obviously, I have this mentality of let's stop talking and let's do things. Uh, talking doesn't, yes, talk is, is, talking is very important. At this, I mean, the first step is definitely to talk about something, uh, to talk about a problem. Um, it doesn't really matter whether it's, uh, you know, in a company, in a family, you, uh, in a couple, you, you first need to, to realize there is an issue, you need to talk about it, and then you need to take steps to 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 see how to sort it out. Uh, I think we, you know, talking definitely uh, uh, is still important, but now we are at a time when we need to start doing. Um, I I was uh, very fortunate to to work with some people at the Department for International Trade, who uh, also share the vision of helping women, and we had a session where we were. Uh, thinking about what to do you know how can we make this uh, a reality um, as a consequence of this uh, the government is also now uh, uh, going to schools um, you know trying to speak to teachers speaking to teachers telling teachers how when they um, when they are basically you know having kids uh, uh, learning at their schools how it's important that they they try not not to be biased towards you know, boys can do this. Girls uh, can do the other. Um, obviously, you know, uh, uh, doing doing some uh, some sessions with kids or, or kids who are about to leave a school uh, a school to go to university to ingrain in them that you know, look, there is nothing wrong if you want to go into it uh, it school, even if you're a girl. So there are certain initiatives that I think uh, are already happening uh, in. Uh, uh, in uh, in schools, and I think that is the first step. Uh, of course, uh, universities uh, are very important. I know you do a lot of work there. It's important. Uh, it's it's all about making sure I think that when when either kids are in school or uh, girls are in university, that they 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 are constantly constantly bombarded by the fact that they are not different, that they are the same that. Uh, that they are not treated differently and that they should not be asking to be treated differently. Um, and, and then, of course, in the workplace, um, you know, to take the attitude that they should apply to the same jobs as, as men and then uh, as employers uh, for us to make sure that we employ people based on the basis of their uh, curriculum. And, and not because of their gender or their religion or their sexuality or, or anything else. So it should be a meritocratic mm-hmm. uh, world mm-hmm. um, rather than, you know, a, a, a nepotistic one where, where people believe that uh, they are owned a job because uh, they are middle class, white 24-year-old private mm-hmm. school uh, kids, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've got to say I, I agree with with all of that, and I, I, it's something that I'm incredibly passionate about. Obviously, being within recruitment myself, and I want to I want to help make these changes happen. And I think you being part of this podcast today has been great because it's so good for people to hear your voice and what you're saying, and and how you've you've paved the way for your own journey, but but also journeys for so many other people as well. So I think what I've absolutely loved here is um, the roller coaster of emotions. Someone being honest about the fact that this is going to be emotional um, and you've got to be up for the mental challenge. You've always got to find a solution. It's finding a way um, and being creative with it. And I absolutely love everything you said. So, Sylvia, thank you very much for joining us on the Women of Fintech podcast series. Thank today. you very
0: much, Nadia, for <laughs> And thank you, you everybody,
1: for listening.